0: 夜悲しみは i
1: The time is ten minutes past nine on Wednesday, the 21st of August, 2013. My name is Geraint Thomas.
2: And I'm Simon Payne.
1: And you're listening to our Errand of Mercy. Um, obviously, i like to apologise for uh, the fact we didn't have a show last week. Um, that was because Simon was building a costume for an anime convention, more of which to come,
2: yeah. I'm sure, yes. as,
1: as the show progresses. Um, I'd just like to start off uh, this week's show uh, by thanking uh, the people who've made fan art. Uh, you can, If you go on our Facebook page, that's facebook.com forward slash Errand of Mercy, and look in the fan art gallery, uh, you will see new pictures uh, from Becky, And from Guy Jarrood. Yes. Both friends of the show, I would say. Um, Becky has drawn, well, she's MS painted a lovely picture of me um, in a a poster we described on the last (laughs) show of me with a moustache pointing outwards and saying, hide your shame.
2: It's a vision from a dystopian future, I feel.
1: A utopian
2: future. Well, yeah, you'd I'm say famous. that. It's, I imagine I would, I would lead the resistance and you would be like the, 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 the Hitler-type controller of the world. It would be like uh, the storyline of, of the DC fighting game Injustice. Um, you would be Superman, I would be Batman. That's how that would work.
1: Uh, yeah, okay, I can see that. Definitely, yeah, I can see that. Um, and, and Guy has drawn a picture of the origins of the uh, Manchester Museum spinning statue. Uh, he's drawing like a little co- comic strip uh, explaining what happened there. Um, I
2: like it because it, it it suggests a quite feverish art style. It's very scratchy. There's something about that that appeals to me. It's kind of kind of John Blanche esque. Um I, I quite enjoyed that. Also I like the it mentions in the um it's a small comic strip, if you will, and yeah. it mentions within it um a very annoying army of the undead, which is something I like the idea of. <laughs> and
1: I mean, part of the agreement with the, um, as far as fan art goes, was we promote the things of the people who dress fan art. Um, Becky, if you've got something of yours you want us to promote, um, I'll do that. I don't know what you do, though. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. I'll just promote you becky slayers guy on the other hand has something i can promote which is he's just started his own podcast called the edgar allen podcast
2: which is you know we spent what five hours ish coming up with the name for this podcast and i'm not sure how long it took him but he's already bested us in terms of in terms of snappy podcast naming
1: it it kind of because like his podcast is about Edgar Allan Poe but on the other hand I do kind of want to go back in time and rename our show the Edgar Allan Poe cast (laughs) because it's such a perfect name it's a
2: great name so good work
1: yeah congratulations on that if nothing else (laughs) Uh, quite often we start talking about Justin Biber Uh, Uh I'm not going to do that this week I mean he's been up to stuff as ever but you know Uh, yeah. I want to talk about another of our favourite celebrities. I mean, actually favourite. I want yeah. to talk about Dick Van Dyke.
2: Of course. Uh, what the, a lovely the world, man.
1: The world, possibly the world's most lovely man who has <laughs> once again miraculously escaped death. Yeah. <laughs> As I often like to repeat, he was, of course, he did nearly drown and was saved by Poor poises yeah, because he is a friend of all gods' creatures. This this week, he was driving um, his Jaguar um, along a highway in his uh, in his in Los Angeles, which is where he lives, um, when his. It, now the, the details are vague about what was happening. He was he was found um, at the side of the road, slumped over um, in the driver's seat, with the car smouldering, like the engine was smoking. Um, a nurse and an off-duty police officer who were in the vicinity uh, came along and, and pulled him out of the car uh, just before it burst into a hellish inferno which if you see the photos has actually completely destroyed the car (laughs) but one of the best things about this i think was that after being pulled out of the car and kind of like they checked out he was all right dick van Dyke then apparently filmed the burning car and posted a picture of it to his twitter account because (laughs) he's amazing what a lad so, yeah, it's, it's, Dick Van Dyke said not only had he escaped unhurt, but there was a fireman, a nurse, and a cop that just happened to be passing by.
2: <laughs> because but, every time it seems like it's Dick Van Dyke's time to go, fate goes no. He's not done.
1: He's not done. He he has too much to offer the world. He's, he's
2: got to be kind of like, he's got to be placidly lovely for a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, a reporter for the uh, Celebrity News website uh uh, TMZ uh, uh, interviewed him at the side of the road and he said, Tell him I've got a nice used car for sale. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, a <good-natured> <laughs> what
2: a good natured man.
1: What a good natured man, Dick Van Dyke. Is. He so, should
2: sell that uh, for to charity, like charity auction off his burnt car. He probably some, will. Like you some sell- like, crazy millionaire would buy it and be like, add it to his collection of miscellany, like celebrity yeah. miscellany
1: exactly and like dick van dyke would probably use it to sort of i don't know teach teach, teach some de- some kids in the deprived community to tap dance or it something. would
2: be amazing yeah <laughs> we can only hope that that is that is what would actually happen he's he's a fantastic man that dick van dyke
1: um so you know that's one thing that's happening in one corner of the world i just kind of i just want to sort of I thought I'd start off with a couple of world news stories, if that's all right. So uh-huh. that, that's news from America. Um, this week, we also have news from Tajikistan. Um, <laughs> you know, Central Asia represents.
2: That, 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 um, that hip and happening go get in place, Tajikistan. It's one of, like, one of the countries in the world that I have absolutely no knowledge of. Um, but it's, I'm, it's, I'm not ashamed to say.
1: It's in Asia so
2: that's okay great <laughs> that, that, good that, useful
1: that, that pins it down
2: a bit more. so what you're saying is it's east of Greece that's yeah. what you're saying
1: um I'm, you know i i i like to think i'm pretty up on world geography but i do i've kind of got a vague idea of where tajikistan is
2: but what's the not... local dish what is the local dish of tajikistan i'm going to look that up as now well. um, tajikistan how do I I'm... spell Tajikistan? <laughs> well, you know,
1: there you go. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to guess it'll be some sort of delicious goat curry. Local
2: like dish. Little... What have we got? Tajik cuisine. Um right. Traditional cuisine of Tajikistan, much in common with Russian, Iranian, Afghan, and Uzbek cuisine. That is one hell of a combination of different things. <laughs> what well, a that... melding part of culinary tradition. It's like I, mean, um,
1: I wonder what people in Tajikistan eat. Well, it's similar to Uzbek cuisine. <laughs> oh, oh, right. That that really clarifies the situation.
2: It's kind of a um, an Uzbek Russian Iranian Afghan fusion uh, <laughs> of food. Um, it's got um, oh, green tea is the national drink. That's uh, this place has got all kinds of stuff going on: dried fruit, nuts, halva, other sweets, arrayed on the table in small dishes. Not a traditional Tajik. Drink, but one that's popular there is um, kefir, which is a drink, a drinking yogurt. It's often served with breakfast. So yeah, it's a. It just seems like a a, a nice place. All kinds of like dried fruits going on. Uh, it's, it also says see also Soviet cuisine. Um, <laughs> not, which, not as appetising. Which that. seems like it would last like like a oh like yeah chicken chicken Kiev Borsch, shashlik. It's all kicking off.
1: Um, so, and in Tajikistan, a 50-year-old tree planted in the Tajik capital, um, Dushanbe, by President Amolio Rachman to symbolise the country's eternal independence has withered and died. <laughs> oh no, that's um, not
2: looking great.
1: Normally, a coniferous, a, a coniferous sequoia can live for up to 3,000 years, uh, but this tree appeared to have died from dehydration as temperatures pushed as high as 45 degrees Celsius.
2: So it's literally the country said no. The climate of the country was like, so, no, we, no. Shall we, should, we should never be independent. We should never be independent. That's a very defeatist climate you've got there, Tajikistan.
1: Well... Um, Local media report that the tree is the second eternal symbol in Tajikistan, whose existence has been unexpectedly curtailed.
3: Oh, dear.
1: In 2004, a 23-metre-tall monument bearing the Latin inscription Perpetuum Vita, that's eternal life, collapsed a day before Pre- President Machma- Rachman was scheduled to unveil it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Earlier this year, a Tajik flag that officials proclaimed was fluttering
2: at the world's tallest flagpole
1: was blown down in strong wind. <laughs> Fuck.
2: <laughs> what has Tajikistan done? What have they, they done to deserve this?
1: I mean, it's, it's really it, it really is kind of a contrast. You know, Dick Van Dyke. Can't die. <laughs> Whereas Tajikistan, nature seems to be telling it that its time is up. You know,
2: is it an ex-Soviet bloc country? It used it, it, to be.
1: It, it is. It used to be part of the Soviet Union.
2: Uh, they're, um, so they're, they're probably doing all right now. Maybe it will turn. I'm hoping. Here's what I'm hoping: that 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 all of the uh, all of the gay people in Russia will flee to Tajikistan. It will become like a new, like a gay Mecca. Of the of of the, the of Asia,
1: as well, what you're saying is that nature's is saying to the Tajiks that um, that they can't they can't expect to remain independent until they welcome the hordes of gay Russians into their with, with open arms.
2: Yeah, and then and then a a thousand years of gay prosperity will <laughs> will will sweep across the land. Anything <laughs> they want, they'll become a dominant economic power. All they've got to do is let those gays in. Yeah, I mean, just let them in.
1: That sounds great. And, you know, and kind of like once once they've once they've secured their, their, their future, um, they can spread their delicious cuisine of drinking yogurts and dried fruits.
2: Yeah, that sounds lovely. What that sounds like a really nice place to visit, just like kind of fashionable drinking yogurt and gay fruit and gay fruit places all over all over the place. On on every street corner? Because, you know, they've got to go somewhere, the gay people in Russia, and it's not like they can all go stay at Stephen Fry's house. It's I mean, true, yeah. He's nice, but he's not got that big a house.
1: He probably does have a pretty big house.
2: <laughs> not big enough to, ha- to house all of the LGBT people in Russia, though, I don't right, think.
1: But, but you think Tajikistan, maybe... Yeah, I reckon maybe, they they can probably deal. Maybe it's Tajikistan's time. To I think shine.
2: it is. It's time for them to to rise up.
1: Yeah, time for time for the Tajikistan to say to the world, we actually exist. No, we're a real place. We weren't just made up for a Tom Clancy novel.
2: <laughs> also, we're down with the gays.
1: Tajikistan does sound like a country made up for it. Does a sort of yeah. Rainbow Six style video game <laughs> right next it?
2: to Latveria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It does seem. It sounds like a fake place, but they can. But they can bring it back. All they've got to do is let all the gays in. Do
1: you think? Do you think that's why this, their national symbols are being destroyed? It's good.
2: because reality refuses to yeah, accept they really they're exist.
1: Desperately saying they were actual places. It's like. You're not, though. You're not a real
2: place. No, what needs to happen, okay, here's, 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 how we, here's how we make Tajikistan a real place. They have to open all borders to, to anybody who's, who's gay or, um, or transgender or, or a, of that persuasion. And yeah. then what has to happen is Putin has to get really angry with them, like super angry. And then he has to set up some kind of Spetsnaz attack on their government, which yeah. will only be stopped by a tag team. Of Denzel Washington and Matt Damon.
0: All
1: right, yeah, I can I, I can, I can, buy that. Yeah,
2: and then when that movie comes out, oh, Denzel Washington will be gay. By the way, in it, All right, it'll okay. be like a gay, a gay buddy cop drama bridging divides movie. Will, and, will Matt Damon will
1: initially be kind of like a tough guy who doesn't he doesn't understand? Like he's he's possibly a bit homophobic, yeah. But. Through their kind of through, as, as two CIA agents working together against Vladimir Putin, yeah, they kind of go grow, grow to understand each other, and it's it's a metaphor for the way Tajikistan will understand its its new enormous LGBT community.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think it will be. What can we call this movie? It can be called <laughs> something like I don't know. What can it be called? Um, oh, you could just call it Rainbow Six. <laughs> Rainbow Six, fuck. fuck, just call it Rainbow Six. There we go. <laughs> it's a new movie, new movie slash horrifying actual world event coming to a cinema and tiny mid Asian country near you.
1: You know, it's probably like the size of like half of Europe or something, <laughs> isn't it?
2: It's probably fucking hench, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's probably it's probably enormous.
2: I'm going to look it up on Wikipedia again. It's uh, it's not massive. No, it's not no. enormous. Oh. It's just a small landlocked country. Um, it is, it is countryside. Um,
1: it's 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 actually a regular countryside. It's not like Monaco or something. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: not like a principality. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's um, let's let's move on. Um, um, I wanted to talk about you know because that's a um. It's a, that's a kind of a re-education, we believe, that, that, that Tajikistan has to go through. But well, I don't know, maybe they're totally cool with gays. I'm not sure. Yeah, like, maybe like, it is actually ripe for that, for, for that kind of thing to happen. Um, I went through a re-education last weekend, G. Uh, not nice. this weekend, just gone, but the one before that. Um, I went to Alton Towers with some family friends. And um, I went on a new roller coaster they've got there.
1: I, I, as I'm sure you know, I just don't do that whole theme park roller coaster stuff.
2: You don't stuff. deal with that entire experience at yeah, all. It's
1: just, it's just, yeah, exactly. I don't deal with it. I, I, you know, I'll let other people get on with it. But you know,
2: is no. it the theme park or the roller coaster that that does you?
1: It's probably because once when I was a little child, my mum told me a story about someone who went on a roller coaster, and they're like diaphragm burst or something
2: <laughs> their lungs exploded out of their anus or something Some, it was something like she always
1: denies she told me that but considering that she also hates roller coasters I'm almost certain that did happen <laughs>
0: um,
1: and yeah never really been a fan of roller coasters since.
2: see that I quite like roller coasters but I'm um, I'd struggle to deal with just the sheer amount of people in one place right okay all yeah. angry with each other yeah, um, to some degree, we had fast track tickets, which I've got to say, I'm not going to be able to go to another theme park again without fast track tickets. It's amazing. I would I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah, you only you don't have to pay a huge amount more for what you get. It's it's quite an experience. Um, uh, but I went on a ride called the Smiler. G, have you seen the um, the adverts for this 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 uh, this experience that you can you can take part in?
1: I mean, I might have, but I probably wasn't paying attention. I'll be it,
2: honest. It's a roller coaster that's themed around. You know how roller coasters can't just be roller coasters? They have yeah. to have like a core theme, like a concept that yeah. drives them because we're all wanky, wanky dudar heads now. Um, yeah. there's, uh, the Smiler is themed around uh, the concept of a, um, a, a treatment from a mental institution from a dystopian future.
1: So what? It's like Room One Hundred One for roller coaster.
2: Yeah, basically. Okay. Um,
1: that's that's a crazy idea. Okay.
2: Yeah, everything about it is designed to just seems to be designed to just fuck with me. And I'm not sure if like anybody else had this this feeling while they were riding it, but um, but it just like it freaked me the fuck out. Like just the, the queuing area is all caged in. Like everything is like covered in like wraparound cages like you're being led into some kind of slaughterhouse and there's like the queuing area snakes through like these chambers that bombard you with sound and like kind of flashing lights and confusing images it's Mm. uh it it's not it's not cool that doesn't Uh, sound fun and um and before you like so you get on the roller coaster and it takes you to a a, a uh, like through and round and you go you basically um, go out of the station and then it banks sharply to the left and takes you down below where the station is and then the um it stops in this kind of area before the main ramp up and just blasts the sound of about a thousand people laughing at once at you through really high definition loudspeakers for about ten seconds um and right. by the time that had finished, I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this experience anymore, but I'm already in it. So I guess it's time to go. Yeah, you're already trapped in it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You're trapped in it. You can't be like, no,
1: actually, I'm not too into this. Let's just yeah. stop now. Yeah, which
2: I imagine is probably kind of like undertaking a, a, uh, a course of psychotropic drugs against your will. Yeah. Um, you know, it's already happening and you have no say in it. And it's going to keep on happening until someone decides it's time for it to stop, uh, but not you. And and then uh, like it like the, it's it's currently the roller coaster in the world with the most inversions. Uh, I think <coughs> what does it that has. Mean? You go upside down lots.
1: Right. Okay. You're upside down lots of the time. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, and it's just fucking crazy. Like if you look at it from the outside, you can't tell what's going on. Like you can't tell where the track goes right um, and if you if you're riding it you can't tell where the track is going it's like it's like the actual ride itself exists in an alternate universe where <laughs> physics doesn't apply yeah uh, it's it's bad and then I... it stops halfway through mm. you get to like what seems like the end of the ride and then you reach like a a big wall uh, that just says halfway corrected on it And then the ride starts ramping up again. So you go up another ramp. But this ramp is vertically up into the sky. And you can't see any of the track around you. And you don't know when it's going to drop back into the roller coaster again. All you know is that there's half of it again left to go.
1: Now, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, it sounds like a horrible experience. Um, I I mean, straight off, I don't enjoy roller coasters. Well, I don't like the idea of roller coasters in the same way if I don't like the idea of like sort of bungee jumping or yeah. like parachuting or whatever else. Cause it's like, oh, yeah, it's like the fear of, of dying or something. It's like, yeah. well, I, I don't want to fear death. Yeah. Like, the, the main thing I want to do in life is not die,
2: is <laughs> so, not have to face my own mortality.
1: Yeah. So I kind of, so on that level, I already think that sounds like not a fun thing. But you know, I understand. I mean, people go to the theme parks so and it's like, yeah, let's have some fun. Let's go as a family and like have some fun and do a fun thing. Like that sounds like it's purposefully making it a scary and
2: unfun thing. Yeah, because it's a roller like, coaster so, in an office.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like All about the fear and not about having an entertaining time. I don't understand
2: Uh, because a roller coaster, like you know, in and of itself, is a is a mechanism based entirely around psychological and physical trauma. Just not so much that it hurts or kills you. You're supposed to like kind of feel the thrill of moving fast without actually falling off a building or you know having to pilot a jet airplane or something like that. But but like adding another layer. Of like psychological horror to that experience is not necessary you don't yeah. need to do that to me you don't need to be like oh remember remember that scene that you hated from uh, from 1984 oh that's a roller coaster now um but we took the rat the rats out and yeah. we uh we replaced them with special effects as you get off on the wall in the area like where you leave the ride, the words you belong to the smiler are like written in massive words across the wall. And then after that point, all of the way out of to so, like the corridors that leave that area are all fucked up and weird. So, like, everything, like, the the walls are painted to make it look like the, the um, corridor goes in the opposite direction to the way it goes. And yeah. they've done loads of weird shit with the gift shop where there's screens playing, like, what look like adverts for stuff you could buy in the gift gift shop, but they're all fucked up and weird and glitchy and people's faces keep on stretching and shit. So so they've designed everything to make it seem like the ride actually drives you crazy. Um I'm not, not down for that. No. I just want to go to Alton Towers and ride a fucking roller coaster with my friends. I don't want to have to, like, kind of face the ultimate fear of losing your mind. <laughs> Come on, let's take little Timmy. Let's take <laughs> yeah. little Timmy down to... Uh, he's, just, he's just tall enough to go, on the, uh, to go on the Smiler with us. Come on, sit with your dad, little Timmy. Yeah. Oh, you're mental. Yeah, uh,
1: we'll, we'll just deconstru- we'll just tear apart your soul down to we'll whittle your soul down to the very bone and then reconstruct you. It's a roller coaster. It's fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, life will do it over about forty or fifty years. This roller coaster will get it done in about three minutes, which is uh, you know it's a lot more efficient. But you'll have well, no ability to resist it.
1: Maybe that's why everyone else is so fucked up, like so much more fucked up than I am, is that they were all on roller
0: coasters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. The roller coasters are fucking us up. It's not like it's it's not violent video games or or television or pornography. It's just we all rode Nemesis too much in the 90s and now we're all fucked up.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly what's happened. Whereas I didn't, so I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm there like, we go. But I'm like watching everyone like, are you
2: okay? <laughs> no, but that's the thing, G, You're not fine. You're the you're the crazy one. We're all sane.
1: No, ride
2: this roller coaster. It will make you like us.
1: Um, I have my own terrifying experience. Uh, like, well, I'd say this week in the period since we did our last show.
2: We'll pretend it's this week for, yeah, uh, for, this for, week. for editing purposes. <laughs>
1: I had my own terrifying experience this week. Um, <laughs> I now I got on the I, I was going to my girlfriend's house. So I got on the tram and sort of like went one stop. And this guy stepped on um, Now I couldn't see him because the way the the seats on the tram are like some of the seats face away from like the doors. And yeah, I was sat like there.
2: already mistake number one, you're on public transport and you're not sat in a seat that faces all of the doors.
1: Yeah and I was so I was sat there reading a book um and I just hear this um, like a very mild american voice like okay. a mild got like american accent but very softly spoken um it sort of like hello ladies and gentlemen um now i'm going to, i'm going to have to do something now that i'm very sorry for oh my god I want to apologise to all of you. I, I especially want to apologise for any children or anyone with children on the tram. Oh my god! And like my immediate thought was, he's American, so he's probably got a gun.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, he's either going to kill us all, or he's about to hold this tram hostage. And he's going to shoot me and throw me out of out of the window, like, as evidence of his intentions. Or
2: you're like, yeah, you're hostage number one.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm the one where the police try to shoot him and they accidentally hit me instead. Yeah, like,
2: while, you're, while you've almost reasoned him out of the situation.
1: Yeah, I was just like, I had those five seconds where, like, all of those thoughts ran through my head. And, like... Obviously, he stood behind me, like, about two rows of seats back. I can hear him, and I know where he is, but I do not want to... I'm, like, frozen solid, because I I can't look at him, or else I'll be the first to die. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then I'm thinking, he explicitly apologised to children Maybe he'll kill the children first and I'll be okay.
2: See, I'm thinking like. like, At
1: this moment, I'm now running through. Like, I've had five seconds of I'm going to die, and then I'm like, on how can I make sure that other people die instead of me?
2: You've made like, see, see I only make that switch that quickly when I'm playing Day Z, but apparently <laughs> it, it only happens to you on public transport. So everybody, yeah, exactly. everybody has their trigger.
1: Yeah, like I just want to be clear to anyone listening. If there is any situation where I need to be the hero so you can get out of it, you are fucked. <laughs>
2: Geez, what we call a realist?
1: Yeah, like essentially. I mean, in a life or death situation, I'm I'm going to go for myself pretty much every single time. <laughs> I feel that life is a it's a zero sum game. You know, once it ends, you've lost. And so- see,
2: I on the other hand would like would would be a I'd I'd attempt to be a movie style hero just to see how people would react. Because if I thought I was going to die, I'd be like, fuck it. <laughs> if I'm going to die, I'm going to do a little social experiment here. <laughs> hey, motherfucker, drop the gun. Just see what happens.
1: So This guy he just can- continues apologising. And I kind of like start looking around. And it's really funny because I suddenly realised that obviously he's the only non-British person on the tram. So everyone, <laughs> no one is looking at him. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is like, no, I'm going to carry on reading the newspaper yeah. while this man threatens to murder us all. <laughs> ooh, ooh, what's in the new Rush Hour crush? Um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, and he's like, all right. I want to apologise. I know I look awful and I smell dreadful. I want to apologize for that. I'm like, what what is this? Is this man apologizing for all of his faults? And then he's like, and, and so the world is terrible and I'm taking you all with me. Yeah. And he's like and I'm trapped in this country with no way to get out. So if you could just give me a little change so I could afford a flight back to the States, I'm like, oh, oh it's just a tramp.
2: <laughs> Everything's fine. It's just a normal vagrant. I can now like, I can now ignore ret- his plight because it's, uh, it, it causes no direct threat to me.
1: <laughs> Essentially. That's exactly what I did. I was like, oh, I'll carry on reading my book then.
2: <laughs> fine, fuck you, mate.
1: Um... The guy, the guy next to me, um, kind of like with his, he was reading. I think he was reading the Telegraph with his wife. He's like, I'm just going to give him some money so he doesn't come down to this end of the tram and leaves us alone. (laughs) I think he gave him five pounds. To be fair, oh wow. (laughs) Because you know, I guess he he was posh and didn't understand the value of money. So. Well, there
2: we go. Yeah, five quid is a lot to just keep somebody away. Five quid will make them come after you. If I, well, like that's that's, right. that's enough money for them to come and badge even more. Because if five pounds means so little to you, you've probably got more to give, haven't you? Yeah.
1: But yeah, no, I feel I learned something about myself, which is essentially that I'm a coward, but you know I mean,
2: You're a coward and given given the right situation, you will climb over the bodies of children just to get out of a situation unscathed.
1: <laughs> like, to be clear, I wouldn't kill the children,
2: but I You would you would by your inaction allow them to be murdered if it meant that you weren't also murdered. Yes. Yeah, that that is essentially what I'm saying. <laughs> there we go. This is uh this is um the Errand of Mercy. This is our comedy podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is our comedy and horrific personal revelations <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically I learned that I am the ordinary person in the Milgram experiment.
2: Like, right? you know. <laughs> Great. Good. Good times for G there.
1: <laughs> it was It was a pretty horrible experience- It was a pretty horrible five minutes on the tram between between Castlefield and Trafford Bar to be honest
2: you know we're all monsters. that's what we've gotta learn we have the we have the horrific epiphanies, so you don't have to dear listeners. you can just kind of go ah, on the bus about them instead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to you, man on the bus, yeah, who's listening now,
1: yeah. You just hope, just hope that no one asks you for money on the bus, so you don't go through the same sort of ten seconds of realizing what a terrible person you are.
2: It's a pretty roundabout way for asking for money, isn't it? Like, it's,
1: like I mean, that's the thing. I, I mean, to be let's let's be honest here. If like I've I've seen trams get on uh, get tramps get tramps get on trams before. Surprisingly <laughs> difficult sen- difficult sentence to say. It's tough, um, isn't it? Yeah, Tramps on Trams.
2: Tramps on Trams is the name of my new band.
1: Tramps on Trams is a rubbish band. Like, <laughs> they
2: probably are, aren't they're they? They're a
1: really shit indie rock band. I'm gonna can't stand Tramps on Trams. Those
2: fucking guys.
1: Oh God! There was this Swedish band I went to see, and like Tramps on Trams was supporting them, and they were just so well. Like, their levels were all fucked up. <laughs> like you know, Eno and kind of that. Their timing was... They kept apologising for shit, but then, like, being a bit grumpy. It, It was just... It was bad. They just had no, like, stage, like, presence... But yeah, no. Tra- like tramps, usually when they come on public transport, they just <laughs> kind of like ask you for money. But rather than apologising for what they're going to put your children through
2: <laughs> by asking you for money, because I, I went from like he's he's like he's got a bomb or a gun or something to, Like when he started apologising to the children, I thought he was just gonna like get his dick out and just start jerking well, off.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I guess I could have. He could have been a paedophile as well. I guess that's one. I need to apologise to ever, anyone with children. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's the point where they they say kind of like I'm on the sex offender register. Yeah,
2: and then he just starts beating off. Yeah, and just everybody's just, so British they just go back to their papers. Well, he's like,
1: I'm just going to try and position the metro to catch that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no! Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah yeah that's it and then yeah. you have to deal with that oh, no. to be honest i'd rather deal with like realizing i am a coward than having to deal with a guy masturbating for eight to ten minutes You're while i'm like on a tram
1: off on the tram while yeah. i just try and ignore him and carry on with my book
2: it was a good book
1: it was a good book actually um uh, I was reading uh, Pompeii by Robert Harris. I'd recommend it. It was a real page turner. <laughs> for fuck's sake!
2: All right, Radio Four, call your jets. We've been speaking about personal revelations. I think that we should stop teasing this yeah. uh, this whole experience for everyone. And um, I need to talk about my my various experiences at, um, at an anime convention this weekend. Just gone. Yeah. Because uh, we've we've decided to take a different format. Last year, I went to an anime convention, uh, and that took up basically an entire episode. Yeah, <laughs> I ended up talking about it for forty minutes. So we have decided to uh, to control things a little bit more this year. Yeah. Um. Just let I'm, me see.
1: I'm basically saying we we've been doing this for. 35 minutes I'm going to let you have at most 20 minutes
2: that's reasonable I, I think.
1: think at which point I'm just going to be like Simon shut the fuck up and let <laughs> me talk about something else before for we fuck's end the sake Simon no one cares about anime or anime conventions Simon.
2: yeah yeah I'm just trying to find what was the um what was the the episode number oh. so episode 11 oh, Simon, episode 11 yeah. Simon goes to an anime convention yeah, yeah. listen to that one at some point, either before or after this one, somehow retroactively go back in time and tell your past self to listen to that before you listen to this. So I went to an anime convention. It was in Warwick. It's called um, Iacon. It was the last ever Iacon. Um, okay. And uh, and let me tell you, boy, am I glad? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time that, you know, usually I, I, I took my fiancé to an anime convention with me last... Um, last year. Now my fiancé, then my girlfriend. Um, God knows how she struggled through that and is still with me. Uh, usually it's just she doesn't enjoy most of it, but soldiers on because, you know, I'm enjoying it. But this year, both of us didn't really enjoy it. A lot of my issue with, with this anime convention that we went to was just people, man. People. Why people? So mm. I had a um, an interesting... An interesting conversation with a young man who started. He broke the ice, so we would kind of like bumped into each other earlier on um, mm. in the day. This is the day that um, I was doing the uh, the masquerade, or as I believe most other people would call it, the kind of faggy costume catwalk, uh, where you parade your costume in front of other nerds, mm. like, uh, like 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 a, a sweaty neck-bearded version of Britain's Next Top Model. Yeah. Um, and, and we went to, I, I kind of was sat near him during the, um, the, um, rehearsal for that when everybody has to kind of like work out what they're going to do and are told how they're supposed to come on stage and blah, 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 blah. Um, and he decided that as a result of the fact that we were in a similar geographical environment, um, he would, um, add me as a friend on Facebook. So his his um, icebreaker was just walking up to me with his phone held at arm's length away from his face, saying, "Put in your name." Whoa! Yeah, which is a a new that's a new. I've vector. never had that.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. So uh, so I was like, okay, you know what? Let's roll with this. Let's see where this goes. So okay. I've, I put in I put in my name, and now we're friends on Facebook. Haven't accepted his friend request yet. Uh, right. I may well do that now that I'm speaking about no. him. I'm not going to name check him because that seems kind of vulgar and possibly yeah. might get me in trouble.
1: That seems like a crazy thing to do to anyone.
2: What a great, what a great, what a great social vector. Uh, no, <laughs> I like what, it. What about the worst social vector? Be my Facebook friend. Oh!
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. okay, okay.
2: Get off of me um and then we had this really weird conversation um so you know things that we like, were just talking about i had a where it was wearing a uh, a costume that i think that was um was kind of reshared by either you or the end of mercy facebook page um mm-hmm. of of me in a dressing gown with a fake beard and an eye patch on that was a, like a costume based on metal gear solid a character from metal gear solid so you know i i just which,
1: want to- like at the anime convention you changed out of a dressing gown into like armor hadn't
2: you? yeah it wasn't just like chilling in a dressing gown which would be amazing and i wish i had done that now <laughs> just like a suave man with an eye patch like hey. yeah <laughs> <laughs> telling people about when he was in nam yeah um, done that definitely no yeah. uh, no i was wearing like crazy really hot body armor which I've been wearing for about five hours at that point uh, which I would not recommend anybody does my huh. back still aches I feel like a really old man <laughs> uh, so we have having a conversation that it just gets a bit weird so with I'm talking about how like you know I've done I've been in a couple of masquerades and I've like uh, I've, I've been to a couple of conventions and how it's kind of fun but this is gonna be last my last kind of like big nerd themed one mm. um and um he's like, oh yeah you, you 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 can make some really cool friends on the convention circuit and i'm like whoa okay you can't talk about this as the convention circuit unless you're like doing it for money yeah like will wheaton can call it the convention he circuit. yeah he
1: can definitely because that's his job
2: yes yeah. You can, being, you can you
1: like can do being that being if that's your a at, at 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 science fiction conventions. Yeah.
2: But but if you just like turn up that's you can't call it the convention circuit. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I've met a couple of uh couple of met a couple of interesting people at events like this and he's like, "Oh yeah, um I I'm actually friends with a celebrity um because of uh because of conventions oh my god and i was like oh i see okay That's, right uh, i's, now i, I get where it this is
1: going. you're actually bragging about a thing
2: I'm, yeah okay I'm, but you want to so so i was like oh, okay what's he gonna hit me with now and he's I, like i'm uh, really
1: excited about who which celebrity this is i, because,
2: I want like, you to like let's let's see what what celebrity do you reckon this is
1: all right it's someone you've meets uh, anime con- someone who's going to be at a lot of anime conventions, so it's it's almost certainly not a celebrity.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I would have said it's someone who does voices for an anime.
2: Yeah, that that's probably a safe bet.
1: Level. What I'm actually going to say is that it's someone who draws an
2: anime-style web comic. Oh, that, that's a good shout, sir. <laughs> uh it's not even somebody that famous wow <laughs> yeah that was a good uh, i thought that was pitched just about right <laughs> um, uh, d- d- so he um so he asked me um so he says i was so so he's like oh you can i'm actually friends with the celebrity cuz the convention circuit and i was like oh are you who is it and he's like and then he's like oh okay I've got I've got a captive audience here. Exactly. Time to hit him with the good stuff, and he's and then he says to me with a glint in his eye, "Have you seen uh, the 2008 reboot of Knight Rider?"
0: <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> did,
2: did you reply? No. Neither has anyone else. Yeah, no, I just said no. And was like no I haven't I wasn't even aware that that's a thing <laughs> did you know that's a thing G? I didn't
1: know that was a thing
2: uh, I didn't know I that can't that remember was who was thing. in it
1: but yeah
2: um, I, I feel remember. kind of bad <laughs> that I didn't know that that's a thing I haven't sounds, seen it
1: but I, yeah. I know I'm aware of its existence
2: <laughs> and I'm like no I haven't and, he, and he's like oh no okay um I better so he's like, but obviously, you know, he's no slouch. He's prepared for people not seeing uh, the 2008 reboot of Night Rider. So he says, oh, have you seen um, any of the episodes of Torchwood that are set in America? <laughs> and I was like... No. i thought
1: all of torchwood was set in Cardiff. yeah but then they rich. did
2: that syndication thing where like an american tv company was helping them out with the budget so a number of the episodes were set in america Just didn't know that yeah there was a couple where they were and um and and i was like no i haven't no <laughs> i haven't watched any of that either yeah um and then and then he's like um so have you seen um that that like kind of the mini, the Torchwood mini series, Miracle Day, which I, I have love, actually seen.
1: I love how he just kept plugging
2: at it. Though. He's like, he "Shit, loves- okay, got to find something else, another connection, like a conspiracy theorist." Yeah. Come on, um, and I was like, "I have actually seen that." Yeah, I have. Um, and um, and um, and he's like, "Oh, right." He's like, "Great, I've got it. I've got it. I've got somebody who knows." <laughs> got my <in. laughs> And then uh, and then he's like, "Well, um, there's a lady in that uh, who's." Um, Who plays a CIA agent and her husband? Oh no. not even a first degree of connection to somebody who was in, like, four episodes even of Torchwood. He was
1: extra in Torchwood. Yeah. He was an uh, unnamed character yeah. in
2: Torchwood. Um, and I was like, well, I don't really know who that is. And he's like, you've not seen Grey's Anatomy, have you? It's like a last, like, he's getting desperate now. I'm like, never watched Grey's Anatomy. He's like, oh, well. And then he says, well, he's kind of a big deal. Oh! <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. I, 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 via
1: anime conventions, I am now friends with the husband of an of a woman who played an unnamed character in Torchwood. He's kind of a big deal,
2: (laughs) and like so now. But the, the problem with this is it puts me in a really awkward position. Because what do I do now?
1: Like La- laugh in his face? Yeah,
2: but but like I'm I'm I don't want to like be an asshole, so I'm like uh-huh, and just like that just kills the conversation. So yeah. so your your gambit to try and impress somebody is is an obscure reference to somebody who's not really a celebrity, and if it doesn't pay off, that's it. Yeah. That's that it. you you're basically done. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Good
2: Lord. good work sir good good work um and there's like there's a there's a weird air of superiority going on amongst some of these people you know we were speaking about that but a year ago weird people's attitudes being communicated by their body language like i saw i was sat in the bar uh, with some of the old crew from uh, manchester muju's muju's big big muju's respect <laughs> uh, this is the society that G um, may, must never forget that he was the chairman of. Yes, yeah, um, an animated I'm f- I'm society through
1: which we met.
2: Yes, it's a it's a it's a lovely it's a tale a tale of star crossed podcast yeah. and um and and there's these three girls in like costumes from the current anime uh, Attack on Titan which is generating a lot of uh, a lot of hype at the moment. I haven't actually seen any of it. Some people saying it's good. Three girls wearing costumes from that just like fucking mean girls thing it up. Have you seen that movie G? Yeah, of course I seen. You know seen when they wa- walk into the cafeteria and they've got that look of utter disdain for everybody around them going on. Yeah. Like, like that's that's going on. They were doing on. that, but you, yeah, they
1: were dressed as animes.
2: Yeah, at an anime convention. So were they disdaining? What
1: were they disdaining people for? Could you work that out? I, it
2: seemed like maybe like they liked animes that weren't as good as the animes that they liked.
1: Right. Okay. It's
2: like pointing people's costumes out and laughing to each other. Really like, weird. This shit like doesn't fly here because you're
1: you're dressed as an anime you you don't get to judge yeah you're you're all equal in how terrible you are exactly that's
2: the reason I enjoy these events <laughs> everybody is united by a common character flaw and you know i share that character flaw so that's fine but mm. you like you don't get to do that and be sorority girls at the same time you got to pick a side <laughs> You can't be like oh look at her like no
1: you can't be be the cool girls at the anime yeah that that
2: doesn't work that doesn't work doesn't work like that shit doesn't fly like that
1: at the anime convention no one is the cool person
2: yeah in the world of the blind every everyone's just blind (laughs) everyone's blind yeah. That's how it works. In the world of the blind, the
1: guy with one eye can't be seen with by anyone because everyone else is blind.
2: In the world of the blind, nobody can see, but they all claim that they know somebody who can see, or maybe he's married to somebody who can see. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: I mean, if
1: you're on the blind circuit, um, have, have you seen have you seen have you seen the uh, remake of Night Rider? No, because we're all blind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, like I, I don't get that. Like that's a new thing. Yeah, last new... last year it was the bronies; they mm. were all over the place, and that was shocking to me. This year it's elitists. But Just... but but you but you're already in an environment which is, by its very nature, exclusionary and elitist because you can't. You've got to be in the club to understand what the fuck's going on. But. But they're lo- they've they lost me at this point.
1: Basically, you went to an anime convention and found out that it wasn't for you anymore.
2: I guess so.
1: It's now for someone else. It's
2: for the kids now, is it? It's for the elitist kids. Oh, fucking kids.
1: It's really? the fucking
2: hipsters they've taken over.
1: <laughs> anime hipsters.
2: I guess so. But it's not that. It's not that because it's that's not, what, you know, dickheads yeah. say. But yeah. it, it's... It's not for me anymore.
1: It's not for you anymore. Which know, is well,
2: fine, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah but, I'm fine with that. I mean it sounds sad, but no it's not.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not sad. But like so what are these all these people are just gonna be like like bitching about each other and listening to shit music and I hmm. don't know. Good. They deserve each other. <laughs> they all deserve each other.
1: Um, can we end the anime convention there? Because if we were ending it there, that's pretty much perfectly timed. So oh, congratulations. Wow.
2: That's um, that's 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 good. So yeah, uh, fuck them. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with you, you you fucking nerds with your animes and yeah. your mangas. Um,
1: before we end the show this week, I kind of I want to do a feature. I occasionally bring up, which is um, things that have to end this week. Yes. Um, can people now? I need to phrase this correctly. Can people stop wearing t-shirts with stuff that isn't stuff written on? Them? <laughs> now, I don't mean t-shirts just with stuff written on them, because I have t-shirts with like full sentences on them. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I was wearing a t-shirt that says "I am I am made of meat." It's one of your favorite t-shirts. What I mean is people who wear. T-shirts that aren't t that have stuff that isn't stuff. It's like the guy I saw the other day wearing a t-shirt that said "College University Sports."
2: Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, so it's just like Primark is trying to like get in on the like 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 Varsity kind of fashion trend.
1: Yeah, and it's just. Like if people, I'm kind of like look at these things like, did you read your T-shirt before you bought it? Because I'm not sure you read it because it says Tokyo, California on it. And that's not a thing.
2: That isn't a place.
1: <laughs> that's not a place. That place has never existed.
2: It's like those, those amazing like kind of knockoff Chinese T-shirts where they've either been made by somebody with a really cruel sense of humor or somebody who doesn't understand English.
1: Why does your t-shirt say "1972 Surf City"? <laughs> what, what is that? Where, <laughs> where was Sur- Where is Surf City, and what was happening in it in 1972? Would you care to explain? Because you're wearing a t-shirt that says that, so obviously it means something to you. I'm not getting it.
2: Not back- understanding.
1: Because I wasn't alive in 1972, and I wasn't in Surf City, so I don't know where. Where is Surf City? Oh, you don't know either. Oh, because your T-shirt says a thing that isn't a thing.
2: But the problem with that is, though, it makes, it makes people assume that, um, that, that things that are things aren't actually things. Uh, yeah. It's a story that I um, – one of my favourite stories about that happening is uh, there's a new look that um, my fiance can never go back into. She found a really nice David Bowie T-shirt mm. in it, and uh, she's like, oh, this is really cool. She went up to the uh, the shop assistant and was like, do you have any of these in this size um, in the back? And she went out and, and had a look and she came back with one. And um, the girl said to her, what's a David Bowie? Nicole was like, what do you mean? She's like, no, what, what, what is it? What, do you know what it means? And she's like, yeah, he's a, he's a musical person. She's like, oh, I just thought it was made up for the T-shirt.
1: Yeah, because she'd sold a lot of t-shirts that say New Mexico Eagle Division 1918. That's a t-shirt I saw the other day. I've been like mentally recording these for weeks (laughs) because it's been driving New Mexico Eagle Division. Oh, Oh, right, so you're wearing a T-shirt. First, you're wearing a T-shirt that says New Mexico. like. And can we just say there's nothing in New Mexico apart from that guy who set his car on fire and drove it into another car? <laughs> like, that's the only thing that's ever happened in New Mexico. <laughs> apart from, I guess, the Eagle Division
2: of 1918. Famous. They're the famous <laughs> New Mexico Air Force who, uh, yeah. who flew in 1918. Yeah,
1: the Eagle Division. <laughs> Oh, you're from the Eagle Division? Yeah, they of New helped Mexico. defend the
2: LMO, didn't they? Yeah. In their F 18 jets.
1: Oh, right. Oh, oh I, I see you there, sir. You're wearing. T- I guess you were a member of the Eagle Division of New Mexico, founded in 1918. <laughs> oh, and your friend is wearing a t shirt that just says Baltimore. <laughs> it's got a star in it says, Have you been to. You know, because of course you've never been to Baltimore because there's nothing in Baltimore apart from the wire
0: good morning
2: oh and um and um hairspray that happens in Baltimore that happened
1: in Baltimore yeah, yeah. Oh, oh you don't actually know anything about Baltimore because you were too pe- busy paying attention to college university sport
2: how long have you played for college university sports team <laughs> do you all fe- get a t-shirt how is, you join? Tour,
1: how is the tour how is how is the tour of Tokyo, California a place that exists in the crazy alternate t shirt universe?
2: Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're t shirts from an alternate universe. <laughs>
1: maybe that's it. Maybe that's how Primark is so cheap. Because they're not actually making their clothes, they're just sending people across a dimensional rift into a place where people play college university sports in Surf City nineteen seventy two.
2: Tell you what, whenever I go to an Urban Outfitters, it feels like that's happened to me. So it's possible. It's quite possible. Urban Outfitters does feel like it exists. That like that, there's that Urban Outfitters, American Apparel, and Hollister feel like they exist in hellish alternate dimensions where those places all exist. <laughs> And they're full of people who seem like they know you, but they all look completely different. Have
1: you actually been into a Hollister? Yes. I would pay to watch
2: that. You just to watch me in a Hollister? Just
1: watch you in a Hollister.
2: Like, I, I just feel like it's, it's like Hollister is specifically calibrated to be the most not-me shop. <laughs>
1: well, exactly. Why did you go in there? I, can't, I just like...
2: wanted to see what was going down. One Sorry. opened up in Reading. There's one in the Oracle in Reading. And I was like, what's going on here? Let's check this out. Oh, oh, it's a retail outlet as envisioned by fascist Nazi Germany. Oh, that's nice. Cool. How much is this T-shirt? £100. Wicked. Where do I pay? Fantastic. I've always wanted to let people know how how much of a fan I am of the, the Arkansas Lumberjack 5229. <laughs> Good old, good old, uh, just like trendy, any trendy retail place. I basically, where do I shop for my clothes? I get my T-shirts from the internet mm. because, you know, I'm a dickhead. Same. um I get my jeans from the supermarket. Uh, and if I'm feeling particularly adventurous, I'll pop over to Burton to maybe buy some shorts or a shirt.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, think, I think Burton, uh, H&M, and I guess Next fill up a big part of my clothes because they're just they just
2: bland yeah the reason i like burton as well was because it's um it's i'm still just about young enough to shop in burton but there's but it's always got like confused dads who well, may I, be young dads who have got I like think, toddlers and they're still trying to grip on to that bro spirit no, i but,
1: think that's that's the perfect thing about bro, burton is it kind of ages with you yeah <laughs> like it seems like Whenever I go in there, it's exactly the same sort of people who were there a few years ago, but a couple of years older. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And they've all, they're, they're, they're all looking gradually customers. more harassed.
1: It's perfect, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the last place I want to go is somewhere which isn't getting new custom.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A place where like the other members of the clientele are getting gradually younger and more attractive in comparison no, to me. That. That's the last thing I want. I just
1: want. want people, everyone to be ageing at the same rate you are. You know another shop I don't shop I don't understand is super dry.
2: Super dry? Why not?
1: But I see a lot of people in super dry stuff. And okay, so it's Super Dry, it's got all it says like it's it's all it's all like super dry and it says like Japan and it's got like yeah. Japanese letters. Yeah. And it says Tokyo and stuff. Yeah.
2: Like it was founded in Cheltenham. Yeah, I know. But but you know, they 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 know that yeah, that's the way that you sell things to Westerners, though, isn't it? You've just got to spin varying concentrations of Jap- Japan into it. Yeah, okay. just a little kind of sprinkling of it here and there, not too much though, because yeah. otherwise you get you get the wrong people. But you yeah, don't want the, the wrong people, the people FH, in G. H, H, I mean, there, look yeah. at look at what happened to My Little Pony.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so, a yeah. key
2: example. Too much Japan in your in your TV show there. However, yeah. Slug Terror. Exactly the right amount of Japan.
1: I think we should probably end the show. Actually, it's been, yeah. it's been about an hour now. <laughs> now, now that you tell people to watch Slug Terror,
2: have you heard of? I have terror? no
1: idea what the fuck that is.
2: Everybody should go out and and watch Slug Terror this week. Find it's, somehow find a the way to watch
1: it. Slug and Terror.
2: It's it's no, it's uh, it's a kids' TV show about yeah. a planet called Slug Terror where where slugs live. Watch it.
1: Okay. Is that like your recommendation for this week?
2: Yeah. Watch Slug Terror. That's got exactly the right amount of Japan in it.
1: Drink some Tajik drinking yogurt, eat some <laughs> dried fruit, and watch Slug Terror. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's our request for this week. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening, as always. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. That's uh, at EOM Podcast. Uh, or like our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. Uh, we always appreciate fan art, so um, you can email that to us. Uh, that, uh, and our email address is podcast at gmail.com. Um, please tell a friend about the show if you've enjoyed it. And, do. Um, and, Barring anything else, Simon, we'll see. We'll have a show for you next week.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to be doing any other armor stuff for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, like I, I sent him a message last Tuesday. Like Simon, do you want to do a podcast? And he sent me a message saying, "Fuck the podcast." <laughs> Is he making armor? Sorry. <laughs>
2: As I said to you, and I tell you, you're omitting you're for comedic effect. It was fuck the podcast, not fuck the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the podcast, yo, I'm making armour. <laughs>
1: Motherfuck- I'm, I'm going to an anime convention. Fuck the podcast.
2: And then I mic dropped and walked out. <laughs> but what I actually did was just drop my phone in my living room and and went to the toilet. But it's basically the same. Basically. I'm still
3: gangster tripping, yo. <laughs> Careful to all animals, never washing spiders down a plug hole. Keep in contact with old friends, enjoy a drink now and then. We'll frequently check credit at, moral, bank, hole wall, favors for favors, fond but not in love, charity standing orders, on Sundays reading old supermarket. No killing moths or putting boiling water on the hands, car wash, also on Sundays. No longer afraid of the dark, only day shadows nothing, so ridiculously teenage and desperate nothing, so childish. at a better pace, Slower and more calculated. No chance of escape. Now self-employed. Concerned, but powerless. An empowered and informed member of society. Pragmatism, not idealism. Will not cry in public. Less chance of illness. Tires that grip in the wet. Shot of baby strapped in backseat. A good memory, still cries at a good film, still kisses with saliva, no longer empty and frantic, like a cat tied to a stick, that's driven into frozen winter shit, the ability to laugh at weakness, calm, fitter, healthier, and more productive, a pig in a cage on antibiotics.